Here it is. Again. One, two, three, I believe that the music I heard is a killer. It's a killer of hope. It's a killer of spirit. And Devo plays for Muffy's party. We bring you an act who at first may shock you. The Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Let's go! Hey everybody, I'm Rob. And I am Joseph. And welcome to the bonus episode of Deep Dives and Deep Cuts, the history of punk, post-punk, and new wave, 1976 to 1986. This is the favorite songs of 1979. How are you, Joseph? I'm good. Finally, long overdue. Uh, this is going to be so much fun. We are going to cram 32 songs into this episode, which is way more than we've ever attempted before. We basically have two minutes uh, to talk about each song. So no chit chat. We just we got to just power through this. These are songs submitted by our listeners, as well as picks from Rob and I. Mm -hmm. There's really only one way that we can start this episode out, and that is with a song from the number one album of 1979, which of course is London Calling by The Clash. This song is a pick from one of our listeners. It is called Death or Glory. I think it's really cool that this song was picked as uh, as a favorite song of 1979. I I certainly love The Clash and I certainly love London Calling. In fact, on my list, there there are going to be a couple of Clash songs, um, but that's not one of them. So I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of thankful, you know. Somebody's throwing in a little more. Yeah, so funny. So many songs are off of this album. I I have owned this album in multiple formats over the years. I swear to God, I do not ever remember this song. It did not sound familiar to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, go figure. Um, it's a big album. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, you think that I would remember a song where one of the lyrics is, he who fucks nuns will later join the church. But <laughs> not ringing a bell. Yeah. <laughs> So we have got two minutes to talk about each of these songs. Um, I wish that I had my act together enough to be able to refer to uh, each pick as far as who submitted the, the song, but it's just got that last 
month where we were getting the lists, it, it, things got out of control. And so I have the list of all of the songs submitted, but I do not have the names associated with it. So please don't take it personally. It was a crazy month. Yeah. <laughs> so The Clash was, of course, um, the band that released our community's favorite album of 1979 and um it's a it's a pretty pretty glorious album lots of fantastic songs to 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 choose let's move on to my first pick of the evening devo their second album did not quite make my top 10 it was just just fell short but boy it, it's my second favorite devo album so good um so happy to see that it made other people's lists as well probably my favorite song off of this album is actually the song that you introduced me to i think uh -huh. we originally in the deep dive episode of Devo um, back yeah, a couple of seasons ago. Mm -hmm. This was your pick, SIB, which stands for mm -hmm. Swelling Itchy Brain. Is that right? <laughs> you, you know, I'll have to look it up again, but it's something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> now I don't recall. Yeah, uh, great song. I love it, and you gotta love the title too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. It's a little disturbing. It's kind of sexual. It is new wave, but also dark and creepy at the same time. Um, I just I this song has grown on me over the last couple of years, and it is one of my favorite Devo songs. Nice. Moving on to our next song submitted by one of our listeners. Uh, you know, as we mentioned before, always so happy to get correspondence from our listeners, and particularly when they talk about their experience, it kind of discovering this music and how it affected them. And, and um, so the listener who submitted um, as their favorite song of 1979, uh, Gidget Goes to Hell from the Suburban Lawns, 
Uh, she she said that this was a a pretty important song for her. She heard it on the radio, and it kind of changed the trajectory of her tastes as as a teenager wow. growing up yeah. in Southern California. It kind of put her. Uh, helped her course correct and put her down a path of much more like punk and new wave music. Suburban Lawns, is that a band that you're familiar with? Yeah, not at all, actually. Um, but yeah, no, not at all. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, I, I, I'm familiar with a couple of their songs, but the songs that I'm familiar with, I think, are, are male-led vocals unless I'm completely confusing um, uh, the Suburban Lawns with some other band. But um, Gidget Gosdale, I had never heard of before. So let's uh, take a listen to that now. This is by the Suburban Lawns. expecting but i wasn't expecting that i mean it starts out with some really cool bass and and yeah this is a, a female uh, led vocalist uh, female led vocals it's it's pretty cool i like this this is a very cool song it's kind of punk it's got a lot of new wave in there it sounds fantastic and the end is really the end is a lot of fun too yeah yeah <laughs> and as you mentioned fantastic bass yeah Okay, Rob, throwing it to you. What is your first pick for a favorite song of 1979? So this list for me was a lot of fun because I didn't throw in just punk and new wave. I threw in my favorite songs of 1979. So there's a mixture of all kinds of stuff. However, the first one that I'm going to give to you now is Iggy Pop off of New Values, Five Foot One. I'm only five foot one. I got a pain in my neck I'm looking up in the city What the hell, what the heck I stare at the concrete The girders rise high The steel's above me There's love in my eyes And I'm doing the things Five foot one man can do Now, I know Iggy Pop's lyrics are simple. Uh, I find them straight to the point. I, I actually just find him to be a lot of fun. And uh, and I think this this song has, you know, it's fun, but it also has a, a bit of a punky punch to it. So, yeah. I, yeah. I dig it quite a bit. Yeah, I like this song, too. Um, as I mentioned before, uh, New Values has some super high highs and some really low lows. And uh, I think this is this is a, a pretty high high off of this album. This is this is a great song. 
one of the cool things about the submissions that we got from our listeners is that uh, with one exception of the songs that were submitted, um, there was no overlap as far as bands went. There was only two people who suggested songs from the same band, and it was actually the exact same song. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So let's talk about The Police's second album, Regatta de Blanc, and the song Bring on the Night. This is, you know, it. Bring on the Night was not even released as a single originally. Mm-hmm. Didn't get any airplay, but boy, it, it really has taken on a life of its own over the years and has become obviously a fan favorite. Um, yeah. For, for it to be the only song to be suggested twice, I think that, that says, that speaks volumes. The afternoon has gently I don't know. It's a great, it's a great song and, and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to prod me to basically admit that I love the album. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good songs on that album. That's right. You're number one of 79. So you got to be happy that we're, right. we're going to well, listen to bring on the night. You're going to, you're going to hear, you're probably going to hear some more police from me. So mm. absolutely. Not bring on the night though. No, 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 no. Mine <laughs> didn't overlap that one. Sorry. <laughs> So over the course of this episode, both Rob and I are going to talk about nine favorite songs from 1979. This re- isn't really my true, like, favorites, nine favorite songs. I mean, that's just ridiculous. There's no way right. that I could definitively say. So, But I did try and, um, you know, come up with a list of songs where that that kind of was a nice overview of what made 1979 so great. So because of that, I had to have a like full tilt unhinged punk song on, on here. And, <laughs> no. um, right on. That is why we are going to listen to, and it really is. Well, one of my favorite discoveries of this last season was the song Darlene by Crass.
I had forgotten all about this song. How could I have forgotten about this song? <laughs> this, is, this is great. This is wild, man. Um, yeah. Sweet pick, Joseph. <laughs> and and the that whole album um, is... So that's the second release by Crass. Um, just just so much fun so much going on um in that album uh just one of my one of my favorite punk albums released in 1979 well you could never fall asleep listening to it that's for sure no. this, this song is there's so much crazy energy i love it <laughs> okay throw another favorite song at me all right um well this is from an old-time favorite of mine. Uh, it's a single. I decided to go with Heart of Glass by Blondie. Now, Heart of Glass, of course, was on Parallel Lines from 1978, but it was released as a single in 1979. So I kind of figure it fits in, right? Rob... This is half your podcast. You can do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> That's right. Damn straight. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a Blondie fan. I love this song. And this song is, of course, iconic. Um, and where we try to, like, not play the songs that are just obvious. Right now, we're playing the songs that are, you know, some of our favorites. So that's what's happening right here. It is one of my all-time favorite Blondie songs and one of my all-time favorite New Wave songs, so I will never object to uh, an opportunity to play Heart of Glass. We are pushing the envelope, including it in a best of 79, but... Yeah, um... <laughs> no objections. <laughs> okay, let's move on to a another submission from one of our listeners and another favorite of yours. Mm-hmm. I can say with a large degree of confidence that is the song Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. Ah, uh, yeah. Not included on the original release, their debut release, Three Imaginary Boys, but released as a single in 1979 and included on the American release. Um, for the cure actually retitled Boys Don't Cry. Right. Absolutely. Um, and I'm just going to throw it out there. Since you didn't know about my list, uh, you don't know what songs I have on my list. This was actually uh, one of my picks.
I am crazy about almost everything by The Cure. And but when I say almost everything about The Cure, I mean everything everything by and about The Cure I'm nuts about. It's just some things I like more than others. This is an amazing song, though. Mm-hmm. This is one of the tops. So mm-hmm. great, great choice, whoever picked it. Very good choice. All right, let's throw it back to you, Rob. Let's let's do another one of your favorites. Okay. Uh, okay. So, tell you what, let's go. I, I'm going to go back to the Clash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the album London Calling. We've talked about that album so much. It is an amazing album with a ton of amazing songs. And I'm going to be pretty obvious. I'm just going to say my favorite song off that whole album is London Calling. London calling to the faraway towns Now war is declared and battle come down London calling to the underworld Come out of the cupboard, you boys and girls London calling, now don't look to us Phony Beatlemania is putting the dust London calling, see we ain't got no swing Except for the rain and the crunch of things the ice is coming, the sun's zooming in. Meltdown expected, the wheat is going in. Engines stop running, but I have no fear. Cause London is drowning, I live by the river. So for those of you who have never heard this song before, this is a song by The Clash. It is called London Calling. <laughs> Uh, anybody that's never heard this, I don't think that person exists. This song is <laughs> so overplayed. It's, but it's not overplayed to a degree that I get sick of it. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is a very famous song for uh, a very good reason. Yeah. Let's move on to another submission. I am so excited about this one. So one of our listeners, um, they're, they submitted as their favorite song of 1979, a song off of the Stranglers' fourth Ooh. album, The Raven. Nice. I cannot tell you how excited about this I am because the song that they picked was Dead Los Angeles, which uh, is a song that we've heard before because I featured it during our deep dive when we talked about the... Um, this album by the Stranglers. And I've always loved this song. I've talked before about how some of my favorite Strangler stuff is the, the stuff where they are doing, they're trying to invent new forms of pop music and they go in this sort of like a melodic direction. And that's always been some of my very favorite Strangler stuff but doesn't seem to resonate with a lot of people. So I thought it was just like I was alone all by myself loving that sort of stuff that the Stranglers were doing. Just freaked out when I saw somebody submit this song (laughs) Um, because it it is so weird and I love it so much. The plastic beaches there, on concrete beaches there. You see the leeches there, you see the leeches there. There's not much mallow there, it's also shallow there. In dead Los Angeles, in 
have to go back and listen to my response to this song and and this album overall i mean i've become a a bigger stranglers fan than i than i was i really wasn't a, a, a fan at all but this song has grown on me quite a bit i i like this song a lot and mm-hmm. of course it's got that it's got that bass that you like um mm-hmm. the the lyrics are kind of they're kind of, uh, I don't want to say droning. It's not a bad thing. It's more of a kind of like chanting, you know, but it's, everything's working in step with its, uh, you know, with everything else. It's, it's really cool. I dig this. Yeah. When we talked about the Raven, uh, last season, um, I played a, my pick, was a song called Ice, which is another example of sort of the amelodic pop approach that they were doing. I know that you didn't particularly care for that song mm-hmm. so much. You you felt like the the music sounded like it was out of Donkey Kong or something. Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> this is kind of the same songwriting approach, but sonically very different. Uh, got kind of a rougher, fuller sound to it. Yeah, very good. Moving on to another pick of mine, um, the title track off of the Cars' second album is Candio. This is probably my all-time favorite car song. Uh, when we, the very first car song that we heard for this podcast was during the favorite new wave bands episode way back at the beginning i featured this song it's been a long time since we've heard it so let's listen to candio once again candio i need you sunday dress will be rain candio i need you so could you help me think any pick from the cars is a solid choice and uh i mean it's of course it's a classic tune and it is it's iconic as are the cars so anything you pick off of them is going to be worth uh you know worth the time to listen so that's a fine choice oh my gosh and this is the perfect song for rick okasik's vocals i mean his yeah i don't think he's ever sounded better than he does on this song and 
when I do my little impersonations of him, it's this song because this is this is the Rick Ocasekiest that he ever sounds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost to the point where he's like a caricature of himself. Um, I love it. I love. I just absolutely. This is one of my all-time favorite songs. Throwing it back to you, Rob. Oh, what else okay. is on your list? Well, I'm going to go off the charts here. I'm going to go. We're going to do something that's rock and not punk or or new wave. Um, oh, I'm going to hate this. I know I'm going to hate this. Totally, totally going to hate this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so this song is it's. Um, I, at this point, I kind of feel like the band is is a guilty pleasure, um, but. This is a favorite song of both mine and Rowan's, and it is a song by the band Kiss, I Was Made for Loving You, and it is it is from their what feels like a disco type of sound, you know, from that era, but uh, for some reason, this song is, is, again, it's a guilty pleasure. I will never let it go. Tonight, I want to give it all to you. <laughs> oh rob 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 okay hey, it, now i'm gonna say you have just given me permission at some point point at some point when you're least expecting it i'm gonna like throw a billy joel song at you oh no what have i done <laughs> i mean what if you're gonna pull the shit on me <laughs> what have i done all right so Dynasty, this song's off of Dynasty, and Dynasty's not my favorite album. Destroyer's my favorite Kiss album, but but <laughs> it sounds like if Loverboy went disco. <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, I I know, I know. But again, it's a guilty pleasure. I don't know, you know, I, it's one of those things. I just can't let go of it. I can't let go of it. You know, I hear you. it's it's our song. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I am ready to move on. Any any last thoughts about Kiss? No, nah, man. Uh, like I said, they're my guilty pleasure. I'm going to listen to them forever. Yeah. Uh, that Kiss is Army. probably like the fourth or fifth song, Kiss song, I've ever heard. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'm not, not an expert on Kiss. Honestly, this is not particularly compelling to mm-hmm. as far as like make me go out and and listen to more of their music but um it is my... i i knew it was as soon as you said it's all it's not all punk or new wave i went oh god is kiss <laughs> yeah i started to say i started to ask i wonder what you thought it was but you probably thought it was this <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right 
let's move on to, I actually know this off the top of my head, this, because this was the um, second song submitted by our buddy Tony. Mm -hmm. um, we, of course, listened to one of his favorite 79 songs last episode, which was Video Killed the Radio Star. <clears throat> now we're going to listen to... The song Is She Really Going Out with Him by Joe Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty women out walking with gorillas down my street. From my window, I'm staring while my coffee goes cold. Look over there. Well. There, there's a lady that I used to know. She's married now or engaged or something, so I'm told. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Because if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. I'm not a Joe Jackson expert. I know this song because I've been listening to it pretty much most of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and I love this song. And, it, you know, it, it, I found that I don't really like a lot of Joe Jackson songs. Uh, mm -hmm. This just happens to be one that I'm fond of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It doesn't really sound like any other song off of his first couple of albums either. Right. Yeah. Right. So. But it's a it's a classic. You yeah. you hear it on here in the states. You hear it on classic rock radio pretty regularly. Let's move on to another pick of mine. All right. Yeah. So all of last season, I kept saying at some point I am going to get a chance to feature my favorite Susie and the Banshee song. Sweet. This was a song that was released in 1979, but not was not included on the original uh, version of Join Hands. It was released as a single. Uh, this is the most punk that I personally have ever heard, Susie and the Banshees. It is a song called Love in a Void. Sue has always got it going on. She, um, I, there's just like a real DIY feel to this. Like you said, it's the punkest you've ever, you know, the, the punkest Susie and the Banshees you, you, you've heard. Um, but I don't know. There's something that just kicks ass about everything that, that, that they do, you know? And it's, it's not one of those songs that's a uh, melodic and, and, you know, it's hard to dance to. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna rock to this one. It's it's cool, man. 
Yeah, I don't know about hard to dance to. I think I think you could you could mosh pretty you can pretty mosh well to, it. You, to this. Yeah, but, yeah, um, you're not going to waltz to it though. No, no. no. <laughs> um, but honestly, if I were putting together like a top twenty favorite first wave punk songs, I think mm-hmm. this is a real strong contender to be on oh, that, yeah. this list. This is totally. so legit. I think I would like Susie and the Banshees more if they did more of this. Um, I love this song. Love, love, love this song. So good. And uh, I, it killed me that I had to wait this long to, to yeah. feature. <laughs> so great. Let's move on to talk about Cowboys International. And I'm pretty sure that the person who submitted the song Thrash off of this album as their favorite song of 1979 didn't actually include the album on their top favorite albums, but they included the song, which which I thought was pretty interesting. Um <clears throat> When you listen to this, it is I every time I I hear any songs off of this album, but this song in particular, I become more and more convinced that Wang Chung was very aware of this album. I mean, it really feels like this song in particular is kind of like a blueprint for for Wang Chung and bands like that. So let's go ahead and listen to Thrash by Cowboy International. When everything is not together, I put my arm around your shoulder. The words they say won't mean anything. I change the face, change everything, and we'll thrash. Thrash Thrash There's not one little thing That I would regret Spending my time wildly Remember, don't forget I, I gotta admit, I'm not crazy about this, but <laughs> it is... It is definitely a new wave tune, and, uh, you know, I could see the appeal to it. I could totally see the appeal to it. The funny thing about this song is that the sound, chronologically, right, as we've gone through um, the last several years, this is a sound that we just haven't heard before. So it is a little startling in the sound of it and just the the approach that they're taking but the juxtaposition between that and the banality of the songwriting i'm i'm not just talking about the lyrics i'm talking about the the composition of the song i find really off-putting <laughs> i find this <laughs> extremely unremarkable 
kind of annoying songwriting. Uh, but the sound is like fully crystallized, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm sure that in 1979, this sounded really exciting. Neither of us big fans of this band. <laughs> yeah, but you know, again, we respect your choice. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, Rob, throw another one at me. Is okay. it is it a share song this time? Oh God, no. Okay. Um, oh, did, I, I didn't mean to say that out loud. I mean, share is <laughs> fine, but <laughs> I, I'm just I, trying I'm... to think of the most inappropriate artists that you could feature. <laughs> yeah, I well, Nick Lowe's on my list. How's that? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am just kind of like the the further we go on this list, I am just worried you're going to pull out My Life by Billy Joel now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, I'll tell you what, this is going to be the last song that's not punk and new wave. Okay. Okay. I won't do it. I won't have any more. Um, but this is by the Purple Paisley God himself, Prince, and uh, mm -hmm. it's off of his second album, Prince, called, uh, sorry, it's off his second album titled Prince, and it is I Want to Be Your Lover. are a huge Prince fan. I've always known that about you. Mm -hmm. And right. um, I like Prince. He's, he's, I think he's one of those artists that I appreciate and respect more than I actually enjoy. Not an artist that I seek out that much. Certainly familiar with a ton of his work. This might be the disco-iest I've ever heard him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is this is a <laughs> disco tune through and through. Well, it's hard to pin him down as far as genre. And mm -hmm. uh, I will say, I will say this album, uh, Prince, is by far is it my it's not my favorite album. This one, mm -hmm. in fact, there's there's to me, there's only one song on this album that really kind of stands the test of time this is the one that carries on it's the song that you you know you just played mm -hmm. um you know it's the most memorable i think on the album all right let's move on to a another submission from one of our listeners this is a song called up the junction by squeeze Squeeze's second album called Cool for Cats. Uh, both you and I are pretty big fans of. Certainly a huge <laughs> improvement over their first album. Um, lots of really great new wave music. Very synth-based. Um, 
they're doing very cool things with their with the voices and the harmonies which is going to become like a signature sound for squeeze I never thought it would happen with me and the girl from Clapham out on a windy common that night I ain't forgotten when she dealt out the rations with some or other passions I said you are a lady perhaps she said I may be we moved into a basement with thoughts of our engagement we stayed in by the tail some reason i had forgotten about this song um it's it's got a real classic sound to it and and i can see why it's kind of fitting in with the new wave stuff but it, it doesn't feel new wavy to me it just it feels pretty poppy you know pretty like a standard pop tune but uh but but it's got a got a crisp sound i like it mm-hmm. so i i don't want to put words in your mouth but um yes. i think that are you, you're probably referring to the songwriting itself yeah. as opposed to um, the execution of it? Because it's got that, that new wave synthesizer it, type sound. No, the synth, yeah, no, the yeah. synth is there. Um, the the vocals even have a bit of new wavy sound mm-hmm. to it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the songwriting is, yeah. is indeed that classic songwriting. Yep. Yep. And... Um, I, yeah, I don't know. It's I, I want to go back and listen to some more Squeeze. I mean, we we've, we've definitely heard some Squeeze and talked about it, and I am a fan. But mm-hmm. I, for some reason, this song just didn't stick with me, and I mm-hmm. I need to go back and refresh my mm-hmm. gotta gotta go back and refresh and listen to this album all over again. Yeah, I, I like this album a lot. At the beginning of the season, I thought that there was um, a pretty good chance it would end up on my top ten, but didn't didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to another favorite of mine. This is by actually your boy, Patrick Fitzgerald. Sweet. Um, Yeah. Off of his debut LP, um, an odd album, very uneven, but a lot of really great songs. Uh, but of of all of those great songs, by far my favorite of his off of that album is a song called Don't Tell Me Because I'm Young. Don't tell me because I'm young that I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm going through. Don't tell me because I'm young that I don't know what I'm seeing, I don't know what I'm saying, I don't know what I believe in. The old sitting in guessing it in circles, asking the young There's a real snap to Patrick Fitzgerald's style, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just the way he delivers that. There's, I mean, I I don't know how to describe it other than that what I just said. There's a snap to it where when he just kind of puts those words out and there's a whip, you know, there's like a whip to him. Um, I like him a lot. He's he's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I would like this song 10% more if they hadn't recorded his vocals so hot. So uh. you can hear it blowing out. It was obviously like way in the red back then. Of course, everything was was analog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like it ruins it, but it just takes me out of the song a little bit because I notice it every every time. Um Obviously, this is this is a major label release, so there's no way that that could have accidentally happened. So that right. was a choice that he made, and I respect our um, bold artistic choices, but I still can't quite get, I guess it's the engineer in me that goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Cringing. But, yeah. but what a great song. What yeah. a great song. I am... I'm glad we brought him onto this podcast as far as, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the tunes, because yeah. uh, he's he's forever and always in my heart, Patrick Fitzgerald. Throwing it to you, Rob. Great. What's well, next? Uh, what's next is we're going to, I think we should go back to, to some more Clash. Mm. Um that album, London Calling, there's there's so many good songs on it, and I'd probably pick about five or six of them if I could. But the one, well, London Calling, obviously, is my favorite. But the uh, probably the next in line would be Guns of Brixton. When they kick at your front door, how you gonna come? Put your hands on your head, on the trigger. great song off a great album by a great band i have nothing more to say i <laughs> i have i i i'm not all clashed out in the sense that i don't want to listen to the clash i'm just all clashed out as far as i have nothing more to say we've said it all i mean yeah. we really have yeah yep. um yeah like you said great song great album great band that's that sizes it up <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well let's go from um one classic song to another by Wandy. This is a submission from one of our listeners. Their favorite song of 1979 is the song Dreaming. is another one of those iconic tunes you know this is when when people say the name the name of the band when they say blondie this is one of those songs that a lot of people hear right away it, it just kind of comes to mind and and 
much like the clash it's hard to say anything else i mean this is it's a, it's a great band it's a great a great album and a great song uh i yeah no i mean that's pretty much it for me i love blondie one of my favorite albums of 1979 from one of my favorite new wave bands was um drums and wires by yeah. ecstasy yeah. And there was no way I was going to get through this list without playing a song from Ecstasy. Um, one of the more unusual in their catalog, but just an absolute masterpiece. I love this song so very, very much. It is a song called Complicated Game. Listening to this song just now, man, ecstasy can take you through all the the, mm. the stops and the emotional spectrum with this tune. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it climbs and it, it's it's mellow for a bit, and then it's heavy for a bit, and then it's I don't know, it's crazy, but yeah. it is a it is a cool song, very yeah. good. This is this is music to like lose your shit to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, <laughs> when you're coming you. completely yeah. unraveled right before you black out and mm. then wake up, you know, in a cornfield uh, eight hours later. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Let's move on to Two Bay Army. So mm -hmm. um, there was a a lot of love for Gary Newman. Uh, neither of his albums made the top ten. I think that the Two Way Army album and the Gary Newman album kind of like split the vote a little too much. Um, yeah. So one of our listeners identified the song Me, I Disconnect From You off of Two-Way Army's second and final release as Two-Way Army as their favorite punk or new wave song of 1979. I could feel it 
a bigger and bigger Gary Newman fan by the day, I swear. Um, good, good tune. Great album. Great bass. Great yeah, bass. <laughs> Fantastic bass. Yeah. Um, Gary Newman is going to be in concert, like, I want to say May 18th or something in relatively cl- cr- close proximity to to us. And yeah, it'd be it'd be cool if I could go see him. I don't think I, that's going to be able to happen, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, it's it's pretty funny because he's as far as at least the last time I checked, he's only playing two places in California. Both of them are in northern California. One yeah. of them is in Petaluma, which is very quite, I mean, relatively close yeah. to you. You know, yeah, a it's two hour two, drive or something, which is exactly totally reasonable. two and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'd have to break a couple of legs to, to, to get to go, but uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, the other thing about Gary Newman is that he popped up, his name popped up in a movie that I saw recently and I can't remember the movie, but it was like some kid was fuming about the crap music that his dad listened to. And he's like, I don't even know who Gary Newton is. Oh. And his mom's like, it's Gary Newman, you know, <laughs> but that kind of made me kind of made me laugh. Cause, cause you know, this is, this is like kids going, ah, oh, dad with his awful music. But anyway. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another pick of yours. What okay. do you got? Well, um, you know, I've only got a couple left, and I think at this point they're they're also pretty obvious. Mm. Um, so I think I want to, I think I want to, I want to go with this one. I, I, the police, they were big uh, for me last season, you know, seventy nine, and I kind of want to hear Roxanne. Now, Roxanne again is one of those songs. It was a single in seventy eight, um, and then re-released again in 1979 so this is one of those where we're kind of fudging it a little but uh it is it is a fantastic and um you this whole episode you are captain fudge i am indeed (laughs) captain fudge man you are bending over backwards to do whatever the (laughs) fuck you want (laughs) hey and i can half of this podcast is mine god damn it so Dude, you are breaking my brain. <laughs> uh, just wait till the just wait till you hear my next one. <laughs> Rocks. So for those of you not familiar with with this song, this is a song called Roxanne. <laughs> it was released by the band The Police. It was off of their first album. Um, and uh, it was pretty popular at one point. Yeah. It, well, it still is, right? I mean, this is one that they play all over the place and in the grocery store. Uh. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Punishment of Luxury. Um, 
this this was one of the most exciting discoveries for me um, last season. Uh, this was a band that was not on our radar at all. A An astute listener suggested it to us, and I have been flying high on it ever since. I was determined to feature a song that I hadn't already featured um, from this album. But honestly, when I go back and I listen to it, I love the whole album. But by far, my favorite um, song off of this album, the debut album by Punishment of Luxury, is Funk Me. So let's listen to it again. It is. I want to just turn as many people on to this song as possible because it is so infinitely awesome. You suck all my power. <laughs> I love this song. I don't know what to say other than that. Um, it, you know, it starts out with that that new wave that new wave sound, and it gets it gets harsh and it gets uh, kind of primal in places. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. Love it so much. I I just I owe a debt of gratitude to whoever it was that mentioned this this album to us um just one of one of the highlights of last season was discovering that album let's move on to another listener pick um there was no way we were going to get through tonight without listening to at least one joy division song of course joy division's debut album was ranked number two in the final list so joy division um the one of the most famous songs off of this album is a song called she lost control you like this song a lot not yep. one of my favorite of theirs. Confusion and arises says it all. She's lost control. And she's clinging to the nearest passerby. She's lost control. And she gave away the secrets of her past and said, I lost control again. And the voice that told her when and where to act, she said, I lost control again. it's the best song on the album but it's certainly the one one of those that that just grabs a lot of people for whatever reason and uh, i find i 
I mean, I, if I picked at it, I could find a lot of fault in, in Joy Division. But there's something about the band, and there's something about all of their music that just captures me. Mm-hmm. So I got no complaints whatsoever. So their debut album made your top 10 list, yeah. but did not make mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, let's throw it back to you. Um, what have you got for me? Is it Tiptoe Through the Tulips by Tiny Tim? Oh, man, you got it. And now we're going to listen to it. No. <laughs> At this no, point, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't think anything is going right. to surprise me. <laughs> well, well, so this actually has been... Uh, you know, we've talked about this band at length, and we will talk about them a lot more. This mm-hmm. is the B-52s mm. and and their tune, Rock Lobster. We were at a party. Earlope fell in the game. Someone reached in and grabbed it. One for the Ages, a song mm. I never get tired of. I mean, it, it is not the first, it is not my go-to B-52 song, uh, but still, timeless, classic, so good, so very, very good. It doesn't get better than this. Another one of my very favorite albums from 1979 was Gang of Four's debut album called Entertainment Explanation Point. Um, The (laughs) very first Gang of Four song that we heard way back in season one when we were doing our, I think it was favorite punk bands. Mm -hmm. They, They made an appearance on my list. And at that time, I featured a song called At Home, He's a Tourist. So we'll go ahead and listen to that again now. At home, he feels like a tourist. At home, he feels like a tourist. He fills his head with culture. He gives himself an ulcer. He fills his head with culture. He gives himself It's disco, it's it's weird and subversive and catchy, and I love the guitars in it. Uh, this is one of the very first Gang of Four songs that I ever heard. I'm pretty sure this was the one that was featured on um, Erga Music Corps. Mm, it could be, 
It could be. I got to say that when I hear this song first start and there's that that deep bass in the beginning, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, Joseph already loves this song. <laughs> like, you know, you're like two seconds into it and it's, mm-hmm. it's just already a done deal. <laughs> Another song singled out by one of our listeners as a favorite song of 1978. You're going to be happy about this, Rob. Is, yeah, um, yeah. A song off of the second and final release by the Tom Robinson Band. Um, that album is called TRB2, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, very cool. This is a song called Hold Out. You can't fool all of the people And it calls me to remember I tried Join with his soul Let no man put aside A kiss on your lips Taste of wormwood So swing low is carried, my friend I'm promising you I'm gonna see I gotta say, as soon as you hear that piano, you start to think that uh, I don't know. We're we're shooting ahead into the rock ballad era of music, but but this is definitely Tom Robinson band. I for some reason I don't remember this song. So, do you like this song? Uh, you know, I don't know what my feelings are about it. Mm. Uh, I think I was expecting something. It it does get a little harder towards the center, but I I think I was expecting something a little more. So I'm. I'm kind of, un, I don't know. All the way through, I was going, this sounds like a pretty good Billy oh, Joel song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> you know, it's that piano, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I got to say, if this were Billy Joel, I'd listen to it a lot more. <laughs> well, you know, it, he he just stylistically um tom robinson he's kind of like all over the place but yeah, but does yeah. it all pretty well i mean this is this is a pretty credible um sort of rock ballad um mm-hmm. in the style of billy joel i can't imagine that when they were recording this song the the words billy joel didn't come up at some point in some sort of context when they were talking about producing this song. <laughs> and Rob, your last pick of the evening, um, going out with a bang for Rob in 1979. You've got something spectacular in the wings, right? Yeah. So my last song now, again, I, I, I mentioned to you that I could probably pick any cure song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know make it my choice but uh going back to to that that album that first album i i really liked i'll i'll, I'll say this i really like boys don't cry of course mm-hmm. and that one was already picked but uh i i 
think I'm going to have to go with It's Not You off of their debut album. No more Cure songs to feature off of this album tonight, right? No, not on my list. Okay. <laughs> Woo! I can officially, um, you know, I didn't want to jinx it, but now I can officially breathe a sigh of relief. We got all the way through this season without playing Foxy Lady off of this yeah. album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling that was not going to be on the on the on the list of high points. In it your, was like uh... <laughs> every time we talked about this album, I was just going, oh, "Please don't pick Foxy Lady. Please don't pick Foxy Lady." I, I actually find it astounding that you would think I would pick Foxy Lady. <laughs> <laughs> you picked White Room from mm-hmm. Hugh Cornwell. I, mm-hmm. I just like anything's on the table when it comes to I covers stand, for and you. I, stand by that too i stand by it but i guess you're right i guess you're right so the last submission we're featuring tonight from one of our listeners uh as we discussed in the last episode the final top 10 we were very very surprised that japan's third album hugely influential album only showed up on one list and it was in the number one slot for that particular listener and um that person also picked as their favorite song of 1979 a song off of this album the album is called quiet life and the song that was picked is the title track off of that album is one of my favorite Duran Duran albums. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, I love Japan and I, I really want to hear the band talk to, I'd like to hear an interview with both the, the band members of Japan and the band members of Duran Duran and, and just hear a conversation about that. You know, I want to know the dirt on, 
and I guess it's not dirt, but like, I want to hear the influence. I want to hear them talk about it mm. um, because it, it's strong. It's so strong. Well, this is, this is uh, in many ways, a pretty extraordinary album. Um, didn't make yeah. either of our top 10 lists, but it did rank pretty high on my most important albums of 79 list. Well, I could, I could, yeah, I could see this album as being the album that turned a lot of people onto the band. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, let's go to my very last pick. Um, I specifically kept this um, as held back until the very end because I know this is both a favorite of yours and mine. Um, okay. Gina X performance um, yeah. released their debut album in 1979. Both of us are huge fans of the, frankly, hilarious song called Black Sheep. I am thick-skinned like a big sheep, that's right, that's all right. That's it, Rob. We wow. made it. We did. Yeah. That was a lot of that that was a lot of music. That was a <laughs> lot of music, the most music that we've ever fit into a single episode. Yeah. That was good uh, too. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we we are officially bidding adieu to once again to nineteen seventy nine. I think probably the next episode that you hear from us will be a rundown episode where we play catch up on a bunch of albums that we missed from the seventies. Um, and I don't know when that comes out or exactly what albums will be featured, but, um, it's we're I think we're ready to get kind of back in the swing of things. Right, Rob? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I certainly missed it, and I missed you, Joseph. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward As to I it. mentioned earlier, I'm very excited about suburban lawns. And I'm when we get to 1980, I, I think their debut album is released in 1980. Definitely looking forward to that. The B-side of... The single that we heard towards the top of the show, um, Gidget Goes to Hell, is pretty damn good, too. Um, it's a song called Boyfriend, and I think we should go out on it just because why not? Uh, why not? Well, for for one reason, we can't, we can't feature two Kiss songs in <laughs> one episode. 
So, <laughs> I mean, there's still my life by Billy Joel. <laughs> so let's go out on boyfriend and um, keep your eye open. I imagine in a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, um, we'll we'll start we'll start taking a look at some of the other notable albums from the 70s that kind of slipped through the cracks the first time around. All right, Rob. Well, happy spring to you, my friend. Yeah, you as well, Joseph. All right, everybody. We'll see ya. Yeah, we'll see you wrong, man. I didn't know you then. Boys.